Hello and welcome to You Me and the Economy. Inflation has broken down the spine of the economy and yet there seems to be no respite. In another news, the wealthy are converging in Davos to discuss the world's problems. Is it finally the time to tax the rich? Here is your weekly roundup of economy and finance. In a verdict which could have huge ramifications for fiscal federalism, the Supreme Court held that both Parliament and the state legislatures enjoy equal power to legislate goods and service tax and that the GST Council's recommendations could never be binding on a legislative body. It is important to note that until now, states proceeded on a tacit belief that the GST Council's recommendations were binding. Such an approach, in Justice Chandrachud's words, would run counter both to the words and the spirit of the Constitution. In an attempt to play down the significance of the court's ruling, the Union Ministry of Finance has claimed that it does not in any way lay down anything new and that it does not have any bearing on the way GST has been functioning in India. Because of the ruling, state governments will be free to exercise power to legislate GST. There is a possibility that this might lead to conflicting taxation regimes, with the idea of one nation, one tax rendered void. But as the court puts it, Indian federalism is a dialogue between cooperative and uncooperative federalism, where the federal units are at liberty to use different means of preservation, ranging from collaboration to contestation. The first ever virtual walkout of civil society groups from Asia, Europe and Latin America took place during a session about the future of the Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank's energy sector financing. The AIIB is currently in the process of updating its 2018 energy sector strategy and has invited public comment on a proposed draft between April 8th and June 3rd. However, the bank opened only two slots for groups from around the world. To directly raise questions and concerns to staff throughout the eight-week consultation period, thus leaving no time for meaningful engagement and discussion. In an online walkout planned for 19th May 2022, organizations from diverse social sectors will read out a statement of denunciation before the AIIB's consultation, while others will also boycott the process altogether. Open letters jointly signed by civil society organizations across Asia, Europe and Latin America have raised questions and concern about the AIIB's process for updating its energy sector strategy. These letters have been submitted on several occasions since January 2022. At the level of procedures, these letters have called the AIIB to 1. Translate draft text of the proposed energy sector strategy update into major languages of regional and non-regional members. 2. Schedule online interactive discussion sessions held in different time zones and languages. 3. Focus on specific project-related concerns such as funding for hydropower dams or gas power plants as well as the context in which AIIB energy sector investments have been most concentrated. 4. Accepting written input in the major languages of member countries and finally proactively responding to the range of concerns about the risk of reprisal experienced by outspoken community members in project-affected areas. The billionaires and the political class flocked to Davos in Swiss Alps yet again. This was to discuss economic concerns and global challenges at the World Economic Forum that begin on Sunday. On Monday, non-governmental organization Oxfam released some important data. 
As per Oxfam, the COVID-19 pandemic has created a billionaire every 30 hours, while 1 million people could fall into extreme poverty at the same pace amid soaring inflation and a difficult road to recovery. According to the Huron India Rich List 2020, for instance, Mukesh Ambani's wealth grew by rupees 90 crore every hour. Meanwhile, 24% of the population of the country struggled to earn rupees 3000 per month. Over the last two years, Gautam Adani's wealth has grown 12-fold to Rs 9.5 lakh crore in 2020-2022. India's working population, a mass of 90 crore people, lost hope and even stopped looking for livelihood options. While the pandemic has emphasized the importance of strong social protection and resilience, according to the neoliberal logic, this is neither desirable nor feasible. Globally, there is growing agreement that the grotesque inequality must be addressed by taxing the rich. In India, too, various groups and democratic organizations have come together to demand universal social and economic rights through a wealth and inheritance tax on the top 1%. Follow the Tax the Top 1% campaign on Twitter and other usual places. The link is in the description box. Thanks for listening to this podcast. For more news and analysis, head to our website www.senfa.org and keep listening to Yumi and the Economy.